one of my shifts, I walk onto this unit, which this unit's always just wild. Things are coming from any which way. Yeah. I walk on because I heard there was a, a code, so someone was coding. Everybody's in the room, all the nurses, all the doctors were in there. So that's crazy. And then uh-huh. there's a patient who, you know, had some psychological issues, but they needed oh boy. a they needed, oh boy. <laughs> they needed a one-on-one sitter. So Is basically, this a psych ward? Or? It might as well be. Okay. So it's, it's, it's like one step down from like taking them to the psych hospital, right. basically? Basically, yeah. They're okay. medically cleared, but it's kind of a... The Island of Misfit Toys. That's why I like to describe this oh floor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of everything. Um, but I, this person in particular needed a one-on-one sitter, so someone who's directly in the room keeping eyes on them at all times. Well, mm-hmm. this person, the sitter, I don't know what happened, just disappeared without telling us. Oh, and no. so Out while the they're window. attending to the person in the code, all of a sudden you hear this this guy saying, I'm King Kong. (laughs) (laughs) And he's pounding on his chest like that. He comes out completely naked, running down the hall. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Running down the hall and. No. Was he big? It was a very tall, six foot something big. Could have been a big football player dude. Oh my gosh. And I just turned around and left because. What did they take care of him? Like, did someone? Eventually, they had to pull the rein the guy in, and that's that's hilarious. Can you imagine if he like really thought he was King Kong? He's like start hanging out the window. Oh my gosh! Like start climbs onto the roof and no grabs somebody. Find me Godzilla! Let's go. (laughs) Well, we are right across from the psych hospital, so you can see. Yeah, maybe you should have redirected him a little bit. Like, hey, go across the street, sir. Really, he he was well enough to run around like that. He was well enough to go there. Isn't there like an underground tunnel, like from your hospital to the psych? Yes. You can actually, in Oakland, you can actually get to any one of the hospitals. like the, Through the, a tunnel? Yeah, there's a tunnel, which is That's usually just cool. for patient transport. or, But you can get to any of the hospitals underground. That's kind of cool, also kind of scary. I just God, I think of, creepy. like, Batman and, you know, basically, I feel like all of the villains in Batman utilize tunnels. Oh, yeah. In... in Every way. every villain everywhere has to have a tunnel system. Yeah, that's it's just, true. It's just yes. classic. Yeah, you don't know. Bat, uh, the Batcave might be under your hospital. It very well could be, especially well, under the psych hospital. Was it Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises was filmed largely in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yes. both of them. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Makes Actually, sense. Uh, interesting fact, we had a what's called a Code Bronze uh, maybe 10 years ago, which is basically uh, like an active shooter who discovered the tunnels. Oh, so that's terrifying. Yeah, that's well, scary. Yeah. So they had access to all the hospitals. They could go to any hospital. That's scary. Seven. Okay. That's yeah. Not a vibe. Not a vibe <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. A hardcore pass on that one. So don't. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, so anyway, that. this is uh, an episode of All Good in the Brotherhood. Welcome back. Howdy, everyone. With uh, Brother Francisco, as always, and myself, so. Nate. Uh, and today we have another guest, our sister, Sarah Whitaker. Hello. Welcome. Who works at a hospital in Pittsburgh, dealing with uh, weird people like the like the guy she just described. So uh, I, honestly, also normal people. Also who normal are just people don't want to be there because they're very sick or they've they've really. I still think mangled. It, the most traumatizing thing you've told me that you saw was the lady who had dementia and like completely had like diarrhea all over no, her No, we don't need to say thought, that. No, no, yes. but she thought it was mascara and like <laughs> oh yeah, putting like on makeup like. 
Oh, I would have yeah. vomited literal, on the spot. And literal w- poop all the way up to her hair. Like uh. you, how does it get that far? How? So I just right. was in your room. How Bottom did that line, happen in five minutes? Sarah sees some whack things, um, <laughs> and not all of them need to be repeated. That's true. But I don't want to. Speaking repeat of them whack sometimes. things, mm. whack people. <laughs> nice little segue. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. We, we got to be we charitable, but definitely whack things. No, well, whack movements. That's what I, I meant. I meant more. Welcome to the month whack of June. Spokespeople. If that makes sense. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, not the people themselves, the people who champion right. stuff. Yeah, welcome. Uh, we, we, they call it, they call it, right, Pride Month. So Nate has decided to rebrand it Happy Humility Month. Yeah, guys, Happy Humility Month to everybody listening right now. Yeah, Happy Humility Month. I Benedict would like be proud, that. by the way. Uh, humility is the central chapter of the rule. It's the longest chapter in the rule of St. Benedict. Mm-hmm. So he would also say Happy Humility Month. And all I wear is one color black. So, wow. You know, the epitome yeah, of hu- humility. Zero rainbow going on right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Pride the Month is, it's all about, uh, as they would say, probably knowing yourself and knowing what you truly are. Humility is all about um, knowing most truly what you are and how, how you stand with relation to God and knowing, how, huh. you know, so it's, it's. I think we should rebrand it as Happy Humility Month from now on. That's okay. So that's actually super interesting that you just said. So kind of the idea of this Pride movement or the Pride, right, is, is be yourself, express mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. be happy with who you are. But humility is actually to to accept who you really are. Yeah. And, you know, it's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less often mm-hmm. and thinking of yourself maybe with, like, a dose of reality. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly, because a lot, of, a lot of people, I think, think that humility is, uh, and this is a quick tangent, but I think, I think yeah. it's kind of relevant. Um, a lot of people think humility is, um, C.S. Lewis writes about this, actually, is... Uh, uh, smart men telling themselves that they're dumb and uh, beautiful women telling themselves they're ugly. But that's not really humility. That's, that's kind of lying to yourself. Really, really, humility is about knowing who you truly are, knowing, okay, maybe I am handsome or I am smart, but not thinking about it too much. Yeah. And knowing that no matter what, God is greater than us. And that that's not the sum of your identity, whatever exactly. you're good at or you're bad at even, right. that that's not who you are. Um, so I want to get back to some of those points real quick, but when we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Sarah, um, you made a really good connection between humility and silence. Um, mm. How 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 do you find that in order to be humble, sometimes it just requires shutting up? Yes. Yeah. Go talk about what you know. Whatever. Oh. Yeah. So, this past week, um, at my work, they really want you to represent the month of June in the way that the world wants you to. And so they made, they had a t-shirt sale with the rainbow club design basically all over it. And they really wanted, you know, representation. And instead of, you know, my boss just asking, did you order the shirt? I mean, that could just go either way. He said, Mm -hmm. where is your shirt? So he's assuming, of course you're going to get one. Of course you support the movement. Yeah. Yeah, Because why would you not? You work in an environment where you're supposed to be open and you know, treat everyone, which yes, you treat everyone with respect and dignity because these are human lives you're dealing with, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean you, you have to be forced into this. And I really wanted to say something else, but I just said, oh, sorry, I missed the, the deadline to order. I, I didn't order it. Oh, shucks. You forgot to order that shirt. It. Too bad, man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, it, it is interesting how uh, quickly this has become ingrained in our culture because you go back two decades ago. And if you were to present the way that 
June is now celebrated to mm-hmm. anyone living two decades ago, they'd be like, well, that's crazy. And some, some of them might have been in favor of that, but it would not be, like, universally supported. Whereas now, just in a very short amount of time, uh, it's it's expected if you're part of any major corporation, if you mm-hmm. are just a, an average person in our society, that you just, it's accepted, or it's, um, assumed yeah. that you're going to go with the flow and participate in this and support just, it. And, like, you are going to celebrate it like it's any other holiday. Yeah. It's, oh, Christmas, you know, Easter. It's just, it's another holiday coming up. Right. But the entire month, um, even in, you know, it's interesting, just even, like, the holiday of Easter. Do, do people, especially the rest of the world, do they truly celebrate it for an entire month? Mm-hmm. I mean, as Catholics, we do. We have, it's like, 50, 60 days. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the world truly, like, it's one day, you know, yeah. I'll say happy Easter, you know, during the octave of Easter to someone, they're like, oh, well, I mean, it's not Easter anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Well, actually it is. We're celebrating right. the whole feast. But right. so why can't, why does this have to be an entire month long? That's such a Christmas good Christmas even. You think about people the yeah. day after Christmas, yeah. they're already getting rid of their tree. The radios are done playing Christmas songs. Yeah. That is actually, that's a really good point. Kind of reflecting, like. So as humans, we have to celebrate something. Like yes. that's just kind of in us to like mm-hmm. celebrate as a community. It's and in that's our a nature. Good thing. Yes. Um, but as we've now removed from our American culture a Christian identity, well, now we can't. We, well, we can't celebrate Jesus for a month. Yeah. Uh, we can't celebrate. So true. You know, some kind of faith-based thing. So for there's a, a month. vacuum that we need to fit something new <clears throat> so, into. So, so now we celebrate our sexuality for a month. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And I know you. I've talked to more people that it's just kind of instead of just like a like a ideological thing or cultural thing it's like you were even saying Nate it's like almost like a, a demonic influence and I feel like like it you is. were saying so like Easter is supposed to be celebrated you know, for more than a month yes and mm-hmm. this is like their new this is like their Easter almost yes. yeah. like new life right be be happy with your life be happy yes. with who you mm-hmm. are no one can tell you it's wrong um, and you you can create yourself Mm-hmm. And Easter is the recreation of the world, yeah. right, mm-hmm. in grace. So you're saying it's and, kind of a bad parody. Yeah, and Christ yes. was totally humble, right, to die right. on the cross for our sins, and that's how we uh, restored the world. Whereas yes. they're the opposite. In pride, we get to create who we are ourselves. Right. It is completely a self-absorbed culture, and yeah. And what, what's really interesting is, this is a brief tangent before, but I think we can, after this, get get into... The idea of humility. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's really interesting, just since we're bringing up the fact that they do have a, a whole month devoted to this cause, I, I guess by way of observation, um, it, it doesn't seem that at any point in history there has been a an, an oppressed uh, group, be it a, you know, a social movement or a race mm-hmm. or a religious group, that has had a whole month uh, devoted to uh, to its basically no uh, service and worship because yeah really I mean there there have been groups obviously and, and causes that have been celebrated for a long time and on the other hand there have been groups that objectively throughout history have been oppressed by some power that be but yeah. they, they've never been uh, one of the same like because that's the really funny paradox is nowadays people say the yeah, the, the LGBTQ movement yeah the, the the alphabet club is oppressed. But they also are, if you if you really look at the facts, they're, they're the most celebrated. They're the most celebrated. Mm-hmm. They're they're sponsored by every major corporation. They're championed by you know basically most media outlets at this point, and even you know by our legislators. They're they're supported yes. in in Congress and and all these all these government aspects. Which is interesting to me. What what have they done 
to, you know, for our country. You think about all these veterans, World War One, World War Two, mm-hmm. you know, even the recent wars and all of our soldiers who've really given their lives for our freedom, you know, and we only celebrate them one day. Yeah. One Veterans Day. Memorial Day, day Memorial and Veterans day. day. Yeah. Like, they did so much more for our hmm. country. Yeah, that's a good point. What, what have they done? Like, they've literally given their lives. I mean, there's people, you know, prisoners, or prisoners of war, mm-hmm. you know, people those missing in action, people we, you know, families who have completely been separated, who literally even families have given up themselves for this country, and they get the mere one or two days a year. Yeah. And... I, I, that's one something I thought. No, that's a total mind. injustice that, that seems yeah. to be completely. Those ignored. who have actually served the country, country don't aren't celebrated, and those who just kind of flaunt around. Yes. And hate the country. In many yeah, exactly. Ways. Yeah. We we celebrate. <clears throat> yeah. No, that's and to go back to humility, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's certainly courageous, but it's also very humbling for a soldier to like risk his life for his yes. country, right? right? Like to say, like, in in pride, one might think, oh, I'm. I am not going to serve like my good. People. My good's the ultimate good. Well, yeah, but also be like well, I'm. I'm too smart, or I have too much to offer to risk dying for mm-hmm. this country, right? Yeah. But a, a soldier would humbly say, "No, the good of my country is above." Yeah, my good, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're that's the whole that's the whole pride movement, and and the, the, unfortunately, and this is just really unfortunate, is we lo- like I know I have a tendency to do this is to lump anyone who like struggles with those things or who has been swept up in the movement mm-hmm. yes. with the whole ideology itself yeah. which mm-hmm. isn't true right. The, right. the movement and the people who have pushed it and the agenda do really believe that like my country should glorify me mm-hmm. um, rather and serve me rather than me serve my country right, right. yeah it's the exact opposite of um, that famous quote from I don't remember which president it was but uh, one of the presidents, maybe Theodore Roosevelt, said, "Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you, you can do for your country." Yes. Whereas right. this movement, that's Reagan, maybe. Maybe no, I don't think it was Reagan. No, that's but too old. It was it was somebody. I yeah. I ought to know. I'm a bad American, but you're not. No matter what, <laughs> it, that that whole idea is now completely being uh, abandoned, and yes. instead, people in this movement, um, and again, we can't lump them all together and treat them on an equal playing field, but at least the leaders of this movement um, are asking what their country can do for them and fighting like tooth and nail to be served by America and right. by just modern society at large. Oh. And I think it the the way to combat it is really humility. Um, I mean, we've been getting at that already in, in the few minutes we've been talking about this. Because so I think a lot of people um, chalk it up too much to being a purely political issue or just a matter of um, sexuality or sexual expression. But I think... Largely, what's at the core of it is uh, pride. Really, as as the name of the month suggests, yes. is really it's pride, and and because pride comes down to the, the idea that of humility. exactly pride is the opposite of humility. Pride comes down to the idea that you're the one who can define your own reality, mm-hmm. and so the way to combat that is not through a bunch of political agendas, um, be they good or not, um, but rather I think just through humility. Interesting. Well, this is what the devil wants. I mean. He's all, he just wants to be all self-absorbed. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're truly humble, that is something of God. And this is absolutely far from God. Right. Yeah. Well, to what she said about the devil being self-absorbed in Dante's uh, Divine Comedy, uh, mm-hmm. when he travels through the layers of hell and he finally mm-hmm. gets to the lowest level where Satan is, people think, imagine of hell to being like this huge fire. And it's described like that, you know, Gehenna, the eternal flames. When he actually gets there, 
the lowest <clears throat> level of hell is a frozen lake, yeah. and yeah. Satan is in it, mm-hmm. ab- totally absorbed in himself. He's frozen by his own reflection. Yeah, yeah. and his, his, it's his pride that, um, and that's why he hates humanity is because he can't get over his own pride right. that he uh, that he left heaven and refused to serve God. Mm-hmm. What's his name? You know what he says? I will not serve. Mm-hmm. Um, in his pride. Yeah. So, because he can't go back, his ultimate goal is then to stroke our pride so that we are we have to become mm-hmm. like him yeah right. um and so it's it is really bizarre that their slogan is pride which on one hand right we talked about masculinity to be proud in that sense is bad like right you shouldn't you shouldn't be proud in like a kind of a stoic or a cockiness or anything like that right so they're not talking about that kind of pride right so the only other pride that's left is the vice pride. yeah yeah um so it's not like I'm proud so of you. So you're saying if there's a wholesome way in which the word pride can be used, yeah. they're not even talking about that. Exactly. They're yeah. only talking about the self-absorption that you were talking about, Sarah. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, so I want to like reflect a little bit on pride and identity. I, I think uh, they're like really yes. connected. So, so they what are they what are they being proud of? Right. That that they finally have a voice. They finally have freedom. That you know me or whatever i i finally get to live who i am mm-hmm. in my sexual you expression want to live your truth or my gender identity or anything like that so but as they continue to expand what's included in this alphabet people club you know whatever you want to call it <laughs> um they're watering down what they're proud of mm-hmm. because it's it's not any more just i'm proud that i have i'm homosexual right mm-hmm. or now i'm also proud that i can live my transgender expression it's also like ageism fat phobic anti-fat all these things now right um and it's it really comes down to um like they can't place their pride in one thing anymore there's Mm -hmm. there's nothing they're actually holding to right um i think they're undoing themselves there's nothing to be proud of Mm -hmm. when there is nothing well that's like that uh quote from incredibles that what is it syndrome says like when everyone's super no one is and the the pride movement is largely pushing that, okay, these people with these unique sexual identities uh, are special in this or that way. But when everybody's special, nobody really is. Yeah. Which is kind of like what you're saying, that they're they're so widespread and trying to bring together so many different senses of identity that they're no longer un- united even by anything remotely admirable. Um, it Really, at this, at this point, it seems like the only thing that is uniting them is pride in the sense of the vice yeah right right i think i think it truly it comes down to they don't really know their true identity mm-hmm. in christ and and who they are as a person and who they were created to be i think that they think you know the world really teaches that you are not enough mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. need you you're just that's why I feel so many insecurities there's so many you know people are just trying to be bigger and better I mean social media is a big example of that right. where people you know they post something like oh well I have to figure out and do something better next time like mm-hmm. they're constantly trying to build and make it better and better so I think this pride movement it's like who they are now well I don't think I got enough attention I didn't get enough you know attention as a kid so I got to figure out something else and this mm-hmm. pride is like you know, maybe coming from just recreating themselves and into thinking something that they really aren't. Um, right. <clears throat> and a big thing, part of what you're talking about, the lack of knowledge of our identity in this mm-hmm. in this present age, um, I think 
our culture um, teaches people to define themselves by what they do yes. or by some aspect of their personality. So, oh, so-and-so does sports. They're a jock. So-and-so is smart. So we'll call right. them a nerd. Uh, so and so is successful, so they're 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 a rich person. That's kind of that's kind of how people end up getting defined, is just by some quality they have or something yeah. that they do. Um, and so it's just a, a natural next step then to start just identifying people uh, based on their sexuality. And yeah. I think that's what the pride movement does is instead of treating people as whole persons, whole persons have you know a mind, a heart, a soul, a, a body, and of course sexual identity is part of that. The Pride Movement exclusively looks at their sexual identity yes. and their orientation. So it's instead of being like, okay, you're a person, you're you're a man with you know, you know this or that interest. Yeah. This, these are that these are those feelings, and also your sexual orientation. Instead, the Pride Movement just looks at, okay, how do you feel about sex? Like, yeah. and it breaks people down to that being their only uh, characteristic. And when they believe it as that is their identity, right? Then, not to say, well. Of, you know they're not to blame for it but of course then if that's all you believe your identity to be mm-hmm. and you believe that there are people who don't respect that you f- automatically say they don't love any of me mm-hmm. right because all i am is this part of my identity all i am is this sexuality and if you mm-hmm. tell me you don't agree with that sexuality or that way of living then you don't like any of me because right. they've tacked They've attached their whole person whole identity to that one aspect of saying instead of saying like you said Okay, yeah, you you experience same-sex attraction, sort of. Or maybe you feel like you identify with a woman. Okay, we can work with all those things. But you also have so much more to offer. You There's also yes. so much more to you mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, people nowadays say, oh, the Catholic Church uh, hates trans uh, transgender people or the Catholic Church hates homosexual people. That's not true, and that has never been true. No. The Catholic Church and Christianity at large, at least what what's the, the, those who are truly part of it, they love people regardless of their feelings or their attractions, um, but the church does recognize that there are certain things, patterns of behavior that are wrong and that are going to do harm to the individual who's doing them. Mm-hmm. So um, when the church says you shouldn't do engage in transgender things or you shouldn't behave homosexually and, and be live an actively homosexual life or all these things, it's not saying we hate you if you feel attracted in this or that way. It's just saying we love you and therefore we want you to do the right thing and live in, in your true authentic self and live an actually happy life that's wholesome. Um, hate the sin, not the sinner. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Love, the, love the sinner, hate the sin. Yeah. Well, like you were saying, Sam, because our culture's taught us to um, identify ourselves solely based on what we do, when any institution um, opposes the things that we do, we assume immediately, oh, they're opposing... Me. Me. Yeah. yeah. But it's not true. No. It, I th- and um, I so I think then, so you said maybe a good way to counter this kind of <clears throat> ideology or whatever is, is to be humble. So I think maybe spend, you know, some minutes talking about practical ways that we can grow in humility mm-hmm. um, and how, how we can model it, especially model a humility of, I guess you were talking about accepting identity, Sarah. Like you're, you're a nurse, right? Uh, sort of. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You work, you know, you work in the hospital. You worked as a nurse's aide, whatever. Yeah. You worked, um, and then you're also a flight attendant. You know, working for people. So yeah, how has what you've done like helped grow you into your identity, like or understanding like who you are, and connected with humility? Like, how has maybe humility played a role in in your work, especially? Oh yeah, um, 
definitely because my you know the job that I do now and have done the last three years it's really it's it's you know it's not about you it's about caring for this person and you know I guess for me just in service to others has really just brought me a lot of joy and I just feel like that is a huge reason why God put me here and you know that's part of my identity obviously my job is not who I am but you know the job isn't easy it's challenging um, there's a lot of hard things that you see you, know, you really <clears throat> get up close and personal with humanity but it's very humbling for me to you know be in a position where I am right there with someone and you know whether it's their final moments or you know their most painful moments I guess for me and I just feel just so much peace and, and even just a lot of joy that you know I get to share these moments with these people these may be you know it's even a gift for me because especially those moments where it's like the last few dying breaths <clears throat> you know you may be seeing that, that may be the last person that you, you may be the last person that patient sees mm -hmm. but you get to share you know maybe some moments of prayer maybe that was maybe you were the last person who was praying for them yeah mm -hmm. um and you know it's such an opportunity as so many people i feel like do not even get to have ever have i just you know i've <clears throat> for years struggled with where i'm supposed to go what am i supposed to do you know maybe i didn't you know failed here you know maybe i wasn't supposed to do this or that but i just truly feel where i am now is exactly where god wants me to be and it is very humbling experience. You really have to just neglect yourself and just put yourself aside. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there could be many shifts where I don't even get to use the bathroom um, just wow, because you're geez. running around. Yep. Um, you don't get a drink of water. <clears throat> the job is so gratifying and it's humbling, it's hard work, but I think a lot of humility can come out of hard work. You know, if you, you know, have a good attitude that you're putting into it, but... Right, so yeah. you're saying you're living out your true identity because it, it, you said that this is what you think God is calling you to do in this moment is serving others. Yes. But you're doing it in a way that's completely humble because yeah. you are the service of others and you're putting them first right. ahead of yourself. Um, so you can live your identity and you can live your truth, as, as some people say, right. without it meaning uh, that you're being prideful. You can, you right. can live in accordance with a truth and a reality that's bigger than you mm -hmm. and so that mm -hmm. you're humbling yourself and you're, you're putting yourself at the service of others and the service of God. Yes. And to speak of what you were saying too about like being with people at their last moments or like who have gone through really traumatic things, like I'm sure that has sometimes you see people in those situations and you're probably like, man, like whatever I was complaining about like 10 minutes yes. ago. Like, that was ridiculous. Absolutely. They were like, I have it so good. Yes. Like, this poor person has been in here, like, six times the last two months. Yes. Um, so that kind of, again, that knocks at our pride to be like, okay, everything that I think I deserve or I need or I'm entitled to mm -hmm. is yeah. bogus. Like, yeah. Right. This person, literally, all they want is someone to be with them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I... There's even moments like, you know, they don't really want you to cry in front of patients or even, you know, show too much emotion because, you know, sometimes you got to be stronger than they are. Um, but there have been moments that, you know, I've just, I've weeped because, you know, this person's going through so much and I just can't even comprehend. But, you know, when they see that, I think that they also see that, oh, you know what, like, 
we're not just robots here taking care of you. Yeah. Yeah. We are human too. Mm -hmm. And we're here with you. And, you know, we're showing our humanness and doesn't make us weak because, you know, we're hurting for you as well. But, you know, showing that, you know, we're empathizing with you, you know, we're here with you and, you know, we, we truly care, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like vulnerability, yeah. I think it is really strong with humility yeah. um, that like sometimes like you have to suck up like I, you know, wanting everyone around you to think you got it together or right. perfect or whatever, or before God that you don't want to admit certain things to him. So like whether it's prayer or conversation or, mm-hmm. you know, like ex- being humble enough to say, hey, like I hurt here or I struggle with this here or it's OK to cry in these situations. Yes. Right. right. Um, that. Because you're comfortable in your identity and, like, know that, like, hey, yeah. even if I, like, show these things, people are still going to love me. Yes. Or, like, it, I'm still going to be accepted and, and, like, it might be hard for a while, but that's that's what humility is, is putting it out there and being like, like, we'll see, but I still trust that, you know, God will love me or, or that these people will be with me. And right. I think that's in contrast to, like, the pride is basically saying, like, I don't feel like if I really show myself to you, you're going to care about me, so I have to champion what I think I am right Right. um so just yeah absolutely like those experiences that you've been with um in the hospital and in service to other people has just been constant invitations honestly yeah towards humility it's a lot of opportunities for grace and god showing me you know here's an opportunity right here every every you know every patient that i encounter is an opportunity for grace and for humility Mm -hmm. you know you can't just look at them as that's the thing. You can't look at people as numbers and or just, you know, another person coming in like they're human. And, you know, bringing in like the whole pride and, you know, trans or whatever people identify in, you know, there's a I've cared for several in the hospital. And sometimes that's hard because you're told you have to approach it in a different manner. You mm. have to speak to them a certain way. Mm-hmm. You don't want to offend use them. Use certain pronouns. Yes. You have to use certain pronouns. You have to, you know... You have to hold yourself, you just, you know, be professional, but, you know, you have to, again, address them in a certain way. But, you know, I just take it as, guess what? They're, they're human. They have a soul. You know, I'm going to treat you with the love and respect, just like I'm going to treat, you know, the housekeeper over here, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to treat the doctor just because we all have different titles does not mean we treat each other differently. You are a human being with a soul you have feelings and I'm going to treat you as if you're my friend, you know, mm-hmm. obviously I'm going to look at you as if someone you're struggling with something, you're struggling with identity, you're struggling with you. Maybe you don't even recognize that Christ really loves you. Yeah. So I'm going to be the best example that I can as a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, a loving Christian and just, you know, treat you with love and respect. And sometimes that's hard. Like, and that is working on my humility because yeah, yeah. I'm frustrated by this. I'm frustrated that you just, maybe you just manipulated your body in a certain way because you don't recognize yourself as who you truly are, right. who you are in the eyes of God, who you are. And, you know, um, but you just have to look at them as someone who's just hurting, mm-hmm. you know, and just pray for them. Absolutely. So, so in a way that's a beautiful way to respond to people who are part of that movement is rather than being angry at them or expressing right. hatred, right. Um, we respond to their pride with our humility and by humbly serving them. Yeah. So showing them love, 
uh, treating them with respect, regardless of whether we agree with them or not, mm-hmm. is, I think, a beautiful way to minister to them and show them you don't have to live according to this pride movement. You can you can live according to the humility movement, where you're, you're yeah. putting mm-hmm. others ahead of yourself. I like that. And when, when you minister to them in those simple ways, just through how you treat them, how you speak to them, eventually, uh, maybe I'm having too much faith in humanity, but I think eventually people can come to see the deeper underlying truths. Like, okay, there is objective reality. There is a certain way we should live. We can't just live however we want. There is objective, to to mention the transcendentals, there is objective beauty. Uh, You can't just... (laughs) Drag drag shows are not beautiful. There is such a thing as objective beauty. There is such a thing as truth beyond just my own opinions. There is such a thing as true or or genuine goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, And not every kind of behavior or way of living is good. And when we when we show love to these people and we show, okay, look, I can be humble, I can put other people before myself and before what I want to do right now, eventually they can, I think they can get the hint that, yeah, I, I, I can put other things above me and mm-hmm. beyond my own feelings and beyond what I might want to do in any given moment. And, and you can kind of let go of the pride movement and give yourself over to, to the objective truth that we recognize and, and basically just, just to humility ultimately and to putting others before ourselves. Yeah, and, and just to speak, I think probably at least a little discomfort for me, like in, in some of that is like if I like, you know, humbly serve or like, really, you know, show my like respect and love that it'll be interpreted by other people as support mm-hmm. for the whole movement. Yeah. Um, and I think the way to do that is to like still very strongly express like I believe in God's law and yeah. I believe in what the church I believe in about marriage law. and family, yes. right? Right. But I'm not going to say that because I believe that I refuse to help you because mm-hmm. right. you are still a person. Yeah. So I and and I don't know. That's maybe that's something you guys can submit like responses to us for this or yeah. or your own experience about dealing with people. Like h- how do you show? I guess like you know a parent would like they still love their child even when they've done something wrong, mm-hmm. and they don't let the child think well because I'm loving you I'm telling you that what you did was right. Yeah. No. It's showing like the truth with love. I think that's right. John Paul. One of John Paul's motto is giving, preaching the truth in love. So I'm still telling you, there's more to life than this. There's more to life than this movement. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait until you're out of it to help you. I'm still right. going to help you now. And I'm not going to constantly be spewing my, you know, beliefs at you right now, because that's not going to get you anywhere. I have right. to invite you mm-hmm. into it. So how, how to like humbly approach those situations, um, just working with our own pride like we believe in objective truth and we believe yes. that we are holding on to that truth so mm-hmm. and sometimes it's prideful for me to say well i know what's right this person clearly doesn't so right. they don't deserve my respect right. um but to be like okay something like you said something hurt them something's confusing to them or they've they've joined a band bandwagon and they don't understand it yeah how to just constantly be slowly working with them humbly ourselves down a couple notches and inviting them to just to see just walking them to like walking beside them towards yeah objective reality because honestly they're seeking the truth they may not even really consciously know that mm-hmm. but you know they're trying to search for something they're yeah. in this it's you know obviously who they are wasn't enough so they're like well, we got to find something else so obviously they're seeking something seeking truth yeah. so Absolutely. you just continue to give your love and you know respect to a degree, not like you were saying. Not, not for everything not they like, do. Yeah, not necessarily what they're doing, um, but just who they are as a person. And you even can have 
an honest conversation to them Mm -hmm. about that. You know, I love you as a person, you know, you, and you know, you are made in the image and likeness of God. I just don't support how you live or how, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you are, have so much more to offer in this world and you are so much more than who you see yourself as. Um, Yeah, I think that's absolutely right because, um, opposing certain lifestyles, uh, isn't contradictory with loving people. Mm -hmm. It's not that, Mm -hmm. uh, you oppose certain lifestyles in spite of, uh, loving other people but it's because you love them that you want them to live the good life in accordance with truth and beauty and goodness Mm -hmm. as they really are yes and so it's because we want to love all people that we want all people to live a good life and not fall into this this trap of of pride Pride. yeah so so like you say be be the way in which they encounter truth be be the beacon of truth that they can encounter Mm -hmm. And so in order to do that, you kind of have to humble yourself a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. so that they trust you enough. So you said the example of humility. Exactly. Um, so letting go of your own pride enough to invite them into an encounter of truth. Absolutely. Yes. And when they see that example of humility, then eventually maybe they can take the next step of humbling themselves to accept objective truth, goodness, and beauty. And who they are, identity. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah. Uh, yeah. for joining us. Thank you for having you. me. I was very excited. Absolutely. Now we got all all the Whitaker siblings have been in, in some yeah. episode. Well, we need to get Johanna in next. Oh, well, yes. our sister-in-law. Sister-in-law, yeah. but yeah. And OG siblings. All the biological siblings. Yeah. Yeah. So. We need to have Phil back on the COD past again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank you all for joining us for the COD past. Um, uh, As our nephew would say. Yes. Uh, happy Humility Month from us at All Good and the Brotherhood. Happy month of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. There you go. We might have to start making a new line of shirts that just say Happy Humility. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, peace, y'all. Thank you for listening. God bless. Bye.